This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Not the start San Francisco wants to see, and nobody wants to see this over here on the bench. This is shots of San Francisco's doctors looking. We're going to look at this. I'm looking at it real time. Yeah, he was hit right there on his wrist, and that's where the doctors were looking, guys, on that right arm. We'll keep you updated. This is Dirt and Sprague. I've been throwing after... The hit occurred on the sideline just to see where I was at, but even in those throws, it was it was painful, and so um, I couldn't throw anything probably over 10 yards, 5 yards, so that's why we just had some screens. That was really our only option when I, when I went back in. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. I could see him for a while, down the field to Higgins. Oh, and it's tapped away and intercepted. That was Cook who got a hand on it, and then it was Williams who was able to catch it. Off the deflection for 45 yards. All the way, it's good. Dirt and spray on 1080, the fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spray on Portland Sports Leader 1080, the fan. Happy Monday, everybody. What is happening? It's another week of the sports. Just another weekend of sports. One more, one more day of football left. One more. One more in two weeks. Two weeks, man. We got to sit around and wait for two weeks. Oh God! Can't play it on a Saturday night. Got to play it on a Sunday. Wasn't one, one more to go. It was a nice little weekend though. It was a good weekend. I golfed on Saturday. Oh, there you go. Uh, Sunday's weather was extraordinary, except it was freezing cold. Very chilly yesterday. Yes, the wind was a howling. Talk about deceiving. East. Went on a walk with my dog, damn near died of frostbite. You look outside. This is that time of year where you look outside and you're like, ah, it looks like a beautiful afternoon. Mm-hmm. Be- I want to go hit some balls, maybe play some golf, take the dog. And then you open the door for one moment and you realize, damn it, that's right, it's still January. Yeah, don't plan on being out for too long. <laughs> it's still, Not very long. It's still January. Well, we got. To, I got to the course at like 7.30 where I played because we had like 7.45 tea time and it was like raining and I'm like, ugh, am I going to play like three holes and pack this in? I hate playing in downpour rain. Yeah, the rain's not fun. But it stopped and then it was just overcast. It was like 44 degrees, 45 degrees. I'm like, this is actually perfect. I can handle that. Any day. Anything that's not sub 40, I think 40 is kind of my temp cutoff. Playing in the 30s is a little chilly. I, I'm out. Yeah. That's too cold. It's too cold. Man. And I'm with you on the rain. The rain, it, like if, if it's going to sprinkle throughout the round, I can handle that. Or if an unseen yeah. shower pops up, you yeah. get like, all right, I, yeah, uh, I can navigate passing. around it. The wind is the bigger problem. Wind's a big deal. Especially when it's cold. 
because it just kind of cuts through you and you you just can't get warm. Not to mention the impact on your golf ball, which is an important note, too. When the wind's yeah. howling, it's not fun to play in, okay? You have a 150 uh, yard shot using a five iron. Yeah, five, uh, five iron. Nice it's like down five. at Torrey Pines this weekend, man. It's like 30 miles yeah. an hour in your face. Like, all right, good luck. How many clubs up is that? Thank you to Rory play, McElroy for taking care of business this weekend. Play that fun guessing game. Watching John Rahm not get a golf ball out of the rough made me smile. <laughs> You're right. I said, oh, even the best guy in the world at this sport sucks. I love this. I'm going to pull the next Patty Reed. Next time I hit a tee shot into some trees, I'm walking over and I'm just pointing up saying, ah, I got stuck in some trees. I'm going to take a drop right here. I couldn't find it. And uh, yeah. we're, we're going to play from right here. It'll be okay. Have you thought about how many things you've become kind of uh, picky on as you've gotten older? Oh, I'm such an old fuddy-duddy. Like, I, I really, I, I truly mean this. I don't F with cold and I hate rain. I ain't doing anything if it's in either one of those. I'm out. No, thank you. I mean, I tend to agree with you. Sometimes you don't really have a choice. Like if you have to do something outside or if you got to go somewhere, you got to deal with the elements from give time me, to Give time. me an instance where you have, outside of like, obviously well, like, it's not our job. Kids, but kids soccer games. Yeah, kids stuff. For me, it's the dog. Like I can't not walk my dog. I'm not just going to leave him inside all day. Well, So even okay. if it's cold and rainy, I still have to go out two to three times just to, you know, let him, let him exercise. Yeah, I guess in that sense, yes. So but, those are un, those are unavoidable circumstances that if I did not have a dog and I don't have children right now, then no, I would not leave the house. But I, sometimes you have no control over it. It's the one thing I'm glad that my kids don't play soccer, at least not right now. I don't have to be outside. We're playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I had a kid the other day at practice, by the way. We're 2-0. and We want a 15-12 to 12 barn burner. I'm now. Um, wow. Ralph Miller would be proud. Well, we were up 11 to like four, and then we scored Ooh. two buckets in the second half. They oh, just happened oh. to be enough. Pucker factor. Big pucker factor. One of the kids on my team, she's playing basketball for the first time, and she turned to me at practice on Friday, and she goes, uh, can we go play outside? And I was like, what? Huh? And she goes, can we play basketball? Can we go play outside? And I said, it's like 25 degrees <laughs> outside. And she goes... Yeah, but I'm so sweaty. And I go, because we're inside. <laughs> this isn't an outdoor sport. This I know how it works. There's hoops out there, and you can play in the spring and the summer. But yeah, when it's nice out, you can go play. James Namesmith was like, dude, F outside. I'm going <laughs> no, inside here, baby. We're not playing an outdoor sport. You used to, like, when I was a kid, I would shoot hoops in the driveway in the winter from time to time. But that's different. When you have access to an indoor gym, that was usually like a last-ditch thing. I'm at home. I'm bored. I want to go play some hoops, act like I'm in the NBA, and I'll go out to the driveway. But to want to go from inside to outside, I'm questioning the logic there. Well, the outside, I always viewed it as like coach to first class, <laughs> flying. Like for me, yeah. most of my life was coach. I'm outside. Sure. I'm on a crappy hoop. But right. you're on a, you got uneven pavement or yeah. your driveway slants. <laughs> yeah, and, there's a mud yeah. puddle right behind your hoop, so you got to grab the ball before it bounces in there. Otherwise, the game's ruined. But if we ever got a notice like, yo, we can go to open yeah. gym. Open gym. Or you can oh. get to a 24-hour fitness if you lie about this. That was the absolute best. Oh, my God. You know how many fake memberships I signed up for <laughs> at a 24-hour fitness just to play basketball for two weeks? How many different names can you come up with? Uh, I came up with at least 10. <laughs> at least 10. And then I just be like, hey, mom, somebody's going to call you later. I just need you to agree and say, yes, don't worry. We won't be charged. <laughs> don't worry about it. It'll be all right. <laughs> and she knew that that got my ass out of the house. So she she's loved like, it. Absolutely. Yeah. We're thinking about signing up. He's going to let me know how he feels. <laughs> you're running your ass around in a gym. This is great. You're nowhere you're not supposed to be. You're just playing hoops. This is perfect. The worst was when you'd get the sales rep that would call after the two weeks was up and you knew you couldn't go in anymore. The sales rep would then call you. 
I'm like, hey, this is Peter for so-and-so fitness. Just wanted to follow up, see how your two weeks went. <laughs> I think uh, about joining. Uh, what can we do to sign you up today? And I'd be like, I didn't like it at all. I'm looking elsewhere, and I just hang the phone up. <laughs> the machines weren't good enough for me. Sorry. Your treadmills weren't long enough. And then you go to the next gym oh. that was just like it, and then you know the next city over where you just take a bus to get there. But yeah, what is the open gym situation for adults now? Like, how do you just have to rent a place? How does that work for people? You no, got to know somebody with a key to high school. Uh, are, you, are you talking about without paying? Yeah, without paying. If you're not like if you're not going to a 24 hour fitness, or if you're not going to a, you need to know some. Like, uh, I won't say somebody. anything, but uh, a certain media member in this city plays basketball every Tuesday or Thursday. I can't remember what day it was. And I just asked. And usually, when you text and you ask about an open run. It can be perceived as, I want in on your open run. I want to crack at this. So I said, yo, without sounding like I want an invite, just generally curious because I heard you do an open run. And he said, yeah, so-and-so, another media member, actually invited him to it. Ah. And so they meet at like a church. It's usually church, church okay. gyms. Yeah. A lot of indoor church gyms. There, there's yeah. a, more than you'd think. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I and, played it one a couple of years ago. I actually played against a listener randomly. A, an old college buddy of mine invited me to it. And it was over It's a church like right across Sunset High School. And uh, I went and played there. And it was just a random church gym. And I said, well, how did we get this? Like, it just... The hours. It's like a 4 to 6 p.m. Thank on you. this day. <laughs> Thank you, <week>. Jesus. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Indoor gym, baby. Thank you, God. Thank you. I'd like to thank God. I'd like to thank Jesus. Like my home's first thing after the game. I want to thank Jesus. You walk into that gym, you're like, hey, I got an indoor gym. Thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. Every time I hit a three in that game, <laughs> I'd just turn and I'd point up to the sky. I'm like, that's all you, big guy. Did they have the organ on during the game? That'd be great. Somebody go fire up the organ. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Like, there's one in the building. This is perfect. I'm at Madison Square Garden now. This is amazing. How cool would that? That's a sneaky, <laughs> fun badass, point. If man. you could get an organ player at a church gym <laughs> to just start playing the old in-game show tunes. Problem is, usually the gym's at the opposite end of the building yeah. from the sanctuary. Yeah. So, But you know what? If you open the doors and leave them open... Yeah. And you plug a speaker in, just put it right at the door of that gym. We could just set that thing up that way. Just kinda... have the organist come in for practice rehearsal that day. Yeah, that would be the afternoon where they're there going over some hymns. It's not quite your uh, defensive chance, but exactly. there's some Jesus hymns in there that can get you going. The sounds of an organ I think would be cool. I kind of want to show up to this guy's this media guy's open run. I don't even uh, know who you're talking about. It's a good friend of the show. I want to put on a headband and go yeah. play some hoops, man. Well, I've asked how he is because, you know, here's the other part of of sports, whether it's basketball, soccer, softball, whatever. When you get older, I think you become curious, right? Like some people, when they're in high school, they're fully developed. Physically, they're at their, their prime. They're starting the prime, whereas like other people develop much later. And when you get older, the much later developed person can sometimes overtake the developed person. So at one point, that one person was better than you. Now you're better than them. Yes. I'm curious a lot with people and how good they are in sports. Sure. And so I'm always like kind of poking and prodding. I asked this person how good they were, which is a weird question to ask somebody because like, what do you say, right? Yeah, you can't be too narcissistic to answer that question either. And basically told me pretty good. I'm a pretty good pass first point guard. Oh. There's a little tea leaf of who I'm talking uh, about. I think I know who you're talking about. And so I was like, oh, okay. Now I like I didn't ask for an invite, but I almost just want to go play uh. to see and measure how good they are. I want to show up too. 
Let's go. Let's go to, to an open gym, man. Would you even play, or uh, would you just sit on the sidelines to watch? I mean, what's the timeout sub situation here? Can I sub out every couple of minutes? I, I think we're playing to 11 or 21 or We got 15. hockey line changes. Can I have a 40-second shift, one, one on each end, and then I'm out of there? I think you suck it up, Buttercup, <laughs> and you, you figure it out. Oh, I'll play. I'll play a whole game. Yeah, I just want to see how good people are. I'll chuck up a couple of threes. Yeah. I'm going to show up with an arm sleeve and a headband, though. One of those Tracy McGrady finger things, too. I'm going to put one of those on. And I'm always more interested to see how good somebody is when they tell me they're good. Yeah, I, no. I openly acknowledge I suck at basketball. I say that, too. And I love I, I love hooping, though. I love open-run gyms. Like, that was one of the cool things about college was you had a rec center. Oh, I was That there. you could go to constantly. And, and I, the Oregon had, I don't know how many different gyms at the rec center. There was a million of them. You could go play back gyms, forward gyms, big gyms. Oh, God. And it was great. Like I, I played, it, We used to do that for hours. Just show up, and you'd run yeah. for a bit, and it'd be your exercise for My the week. My student uh, work job was I was the student intramural director, one of three. I had like keys to the UPS field house for Ooh. my last two years. See, you're Ooh. a friend that somebody desperately the, wanted. There yeah. was there was the there was some midnight hoops. Sure. Going on. Why would there not be? But then because so and then because I was the director, I didn't have to sit at individual games when we were in season. I was like the one getting like the equipment, you know, the <laughs> right. score clocks out and all that stuff. And if somebody got hurt, I would have to get there and file a report and call somebody needed medical service or whatever. So anytime a team showed up and was short a guy, if I wasn't in the middle of something, I'm like, here. Can you run? I was like, all right. So <laughs> I, in college, I played, I don't know at least two to three hours a day, like six days a week, five days a week. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> it, was, I, it was awesome. I lived at Dixon Rec Center at Oregon State. I mean, I was there all oh, the yeah. time, all the effing time. We got a listener invite to an open gym Wednesday and Friday p.m. See, there you go. There See, we go. I haven't, we got run, an invite. I haven't gone up and down and run for ages. I don't even know if I could get up three times up and down the floor right now. When, I, when I'm in the middle of like a truly awful golf round like i i played last week at eastmo and i was about as mentally fried as i'd been in a long time during a golf round when i'm in the middle of that thing i just look at my club sometimes and i'm like it'd be way easier if i just threw you in that pond and went and played a sport that i'm like decent at you know what i mean like i'm putting myself in a bad position here i'm not a great golfer yeah, yeah. and i devote so much time and money to that yeah. sport where I could just go home, grab my basketball, and go to an open gym and not embarrass myself and be like the equivalent of mm, mid, mid, high, low 80s type player in basketball. And that guy's, that guy's not bad. He's pretty good. He's got a good game. Yeah. Like, I want that guy on my team. That, that would be my basketball equivalent. But instead, I sign up to maybe break 100 on Ew. a muddy day. And I'm like, hey, how about that? I didn't double bogey on that hole. Hey, just keep grinding, buddy. You're going to get there. Yeah, right? I've heard that for years. You, you, clear, you clear the mechanism. You work on that mental game. You'll be all right. I feel like there's a propaganda thing in the sport of golf where <laughs> golfers have to tell other golfers. It gets better. It gets, just keep going. It's keep like, going. oh, just keep spending my money. Keep yeah. pushing. Well, you don't have to keep yeah. spending money. Don't buy anything new. You got good clubs. You don't when need anything. When have you golfed for free? We golfed for free literally last year. No, 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 no. I mean, like, on a regular basis. Yeah, last year it was no, great. Okay. You're giving I played me four times a week. You're giving me a one-off <laughs> example here, and you're not playing my fun game. I don't here. want to play your fun game. You had a chance to play for free anytime you wanted. I did. You weren't committed. Uncommitted. I, I had kids on summer break. Uncommitted. Not, not, a, not a believer. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why I don't play more basketball. You probably should. Let's go to an open gym. I'm lazy. 
Most, most of the open gyms are 20, 30 minutes away from me, too. I'm just That's... letting you know. I'm only jogging, though. I'm not tearing an Achilles for this. No, no city league. You think worth running it. hard will tear your Achilles? I, I just, I'm going, I'm going one speed, and I got, I got one. I'm like a, like a slow motorized scooter for old people. There's, there's, a, it tops out at a certain mm. mile per hour, and I'm not pushing it. Well, above we know that what your mile. nickname is. Now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. pushing it above that MPH. Sludge. No, <laughs> he's <fine>. the rascal. <laughs> the rascal. I'll tell you right now. Cherry pick a little bit. Uh, I, I would love to watch you go to an open gym. Is there is there a location that that listener sent us, or is it just hey, there's yeah, an open gym? We, we got an open gym location. Did we? Yeah, okay. we did. An address to it too. How about that? Look at that. That'd be fun. Hey, oh, he said drinks and snacks are provided too. Drinks and snacks. <laughs> Can I have a Capri Sun and an orange slice afterwards? <laughs> what drinks are we drinking? Is it like a? Is it we get a beer afterwards? Is it what body are we armor? What are we going <laughs> with? Like there? the Vlade Divac League. <laughs> Are we smoking heaters yeah. at halftime? A couple of Marlboros afterwards. <laughs> Seriously, too. what would you do if you went to this I mean, open gym this listener's telling us about and the snacks he provided were like a Welch's fruit <laughs> snack box? <laughs> Take one. Everybody gets one. This would be the most powerful move you could have, though, as a rich person to be able to have an indoor gym. Oh, my God. You're once a week, every other week, once a month, however, you, however often you want your run to be. Yeah. And then the power to invite people to the run. Like, that That would be a great feeling. First of all, we're going to go because we need to talk about uh, a lot of things today. Did My dream is to have a half or a full court basketball hoop at my house at some point, like indoor. And I know it's probably never going to happen because those cost a lot of money to have. Not even CJ McCollum had one. Well, that's just choosing to be cheap. Because um, he had a 12,000 bottle wine cellar. Maybe, you know, priorities. But, yeah. <clears throat> well, no need to revisit that issue. It is my dream to do that. And I, I don't think I wrote, but I want to be like Gary Shandling. You guys remember the comedian G- yeah. Gary Shandling? Of course. He famously, I guess, in Hollywood, I found this out when he died. They said he had an open run in Hollywood amongst the, you know, the circles of comedians and actors every Sunday morning. Gary Shandling had open run at his house, and like Adam Sandler would be there. I don't know, fill in the blank, other famous celebrities and comedians. They just show up and have yeah, they just show up and have big runs. That's my dream. That's badass. And they have like a big breakfast made for everybody. Yeah, you get some waffles afterwards. Oh yeah, (laughs) drink a Bloody Mary or something. This is (laughs) a great start to my day. That'd be my dream right there. He said, "I tore my Achilles at a church basketball game. Stick to golf, fellas. That's right." Uh, Yeah, that's the other part I tell myself. But you know, I could still run. You You could still run. And at some point, I won't be able to, so I'm wasting my time now. Uh, well, we have a lot to get to today. Let's get it going. We'll start conference championship games. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Monday on 1080. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back in. 622, Dirt and Sprague with you here on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, and of course, the Odyssey app. Conference Championship Weekend sucked. (laughs) Well, half of it sucked. Slow start, decent finish. Sucked. That second game was amazing. I, I don't know about amazing. It was a good game, but it wasn't. What I don't wasn't know good about it? I, I, no, I just said it was good. You said ever. amazing. I, I think we I have mean, different definitions f- of amazing. It was a field goal game. Two great quarterbacks yeah. making big plays. Came it down took a the while wire, to like, get into it, though. All those injuries, yeah, that stoppages was, that in was the first my problem. quarter. I was like, let's. I thought the broadcast was terrible. Oh, Romo at the end was just. Rest didn't know what they were doing. I thought there were elements of that game that ruined it for me. Okay, I didn't quite have that feeling. Really? No, I thought it was a great game. Romo didn't even know what Burrowhead was. Uh, no, well, Tony Romo's Burrow an idiot. Land. Yeah, uh, Tony, it's Burrow. It's Burrowhead. Burrowhead. Okay, okay, Jim. I don't nice. let like the Romo ship to me has sailed a while ago. I thought he was fine early in the game, and then late oh, he in the was game, late in the game. late in the game, he just starts yelling. You know, he gets all excited. I, I but I don't allow that anymore to distract my enjoyment of a game. Because well, I thought there were things about the Fox broadcast that wasn't great either early on. Um, the the replay not getting shown, some of the stuff that they were saying early in that. How did we not get that replay? until like 10 minutes later. Yeah. What are we doing, Fox? I, I don't know, but it ended up costing the 49ers a touchdown. It didn't matter in the end of the game. But at the time, you were like, are you kidding me? That's that's a massive call that we're just going to allow to stand? What are we doing here? But I feel like uh, I'm watching that game, and like I'm with you. Like Broadcasting doesn't always play the biggest of factor, but I, I just felt like Jim and Tony don't see anything until after we've already seen it. <laughs> Like I feel like like there was an interception, it's picked, and Jim's just is he looking at a four inch television screen? Could be a monitor. He could be watching on a monitor. I always thought those guys were just watching the actual game through their window, and maybe they're maybe they have a screen next to it. I don't know, but like they, oh, they just react least, to everything they've got so two late. Or three monitors up, yeah. but he reacts to everything so late. It's like uh, and it's yeah. it's caught, and it's like yeah, I I know. <laughs> What what are you not seeing? Well, most of the press boxes are on a third or fourth level of the stadium. Yeah, but it's just their broadcast. I've been noticing this during the playoff mm-hmm. run. They struggle to see things live. They're reacting to this way later. So it's I don't like that. I thought the referees were horrific this weekend. I'm not saying they won or lost games. I just I thought the refereeing was truly terrible. I don't know. And then the Niner game was over instantly. I mean, that game was horrible. Yeah, that, that, game was, was, a horrible game. that was a big disappointment. But I, that's my point. Like, we went into the weekend, and you and I, and I think we've done this a couple times, and we've been proven wrong. Like, we went into the weekend, we're like, man, these games, these matchups. And it's like, eh, that's okay. It's not a great weekend. Well, you're you're a negative Nelly over there, a little negative Nancy. Look, the 49er the 49er Philly game was terrible. I mean, 50% um, of your conference championship game sucks. That's not a great weekend. Here's what I will say. I I think there's differences in blowouts. Like the 49er Eagle game was the worst kind of game you can get because it wasn't a true blowout Yeah, you knew once left. Josh Johnson came in. They did, they didn't have a they, player on the roster that could attempt a forward pass in the second half of an NFC Championship game. Like that's hor- if the if the Eagles just come out 
and that's your final. Purdy struggles. He throws a couple of picks. Sure. They kick the ass out of San Francisco. You're like, damn, that's been the best team in the NFL all year. There's nothing you can say about it. The worst thing that you can get in a, in a big-time moment is the what-if angle. Did the 49ers win if Brock Purdy stays healthy? We'll never know the answer to that question. But their defense played lights out. Their defense made Jalen Hurts look like Alabama bench quarterback Jalen Hurts. I thought he made a couple of nice scrambles in the second half, but he was in over his head. He wasn't seeing things. Everything was a check down. He was averaging like four yards an attempt. I think he only had two completions of longer than 10 yards at the end of the third quarter. Like their passing game was non-existent. They were bottling up the run game. The defense gave him a chance. Hell, their first touchdown they scored was because of a fourth down call that should have been overturned that wasn't overturned. And their third touchdown they scored to make it 21-7 at the half was because San Francisco's fourth string quarterback just decided to drop a snap and hand the ball to him on the 40-yard line. So that game, 100%, I think that you're you're spot on about. That was the worst kind of game you could get in a championship weekend because you're left saying it, 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 you feel cheated as a fan. That would have been a great game if Brock Purdy stayed healthy. I truly believe that. Who wins? We'll never know. But I truly believe that would have been a close, tough, defensive game that went down to the wire based on the way San Francisco's defense played. Where I do push back, though, is I, I thought Kansas City and Cincinnati was awesome. Romo's, he's a loon, and he gets crazy at the end of games. But watching the two best quarterbacks in the NFL go toe-to-toe against each other with both kind of one hand tied behind their back. Like You had Mahomes, who can't really move. His wide receivers were getting hurt. You have Burrow, who's under siege the entire game because his offensive line is a glaring issue again. And then you had Boyd get hurt. Like Watching those guys try and duke it out, it felt like two great fighters in the 12th round that were just trying to land the knockout punch, and then finally Mahomes used his legs, and that ended up being the difference. Well, I want to dive into both of these games. Um, One game, you could really just say out loud, why would you need to to dive into it it was 31-7 like that was the definition of a blowout awful game I don't know if I've ever seen that in a football game in my life of it, a team yeah. not having somebody on the roster have a quarterback. that can attempt a forward pass let's um let's start there we'll save the Burrow Mahomes stuff that's that was the better game bar none and also just the bigger named game because of the quarterbacks and Kansas City and we've got a ton of audio to get to so we'll start with uh, diving into one of those and we'll start with the Philly San Francisco stuff and just something you just don't see very often at this point of the season. And uh, we'll get to it next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, 31-7 to NFC Championship game. I sat on my couch, I think, like everybody else that uh, was excited for that matchup between two teams who had great seasons. And uh, the first possession of the game caused controversy because we had a fourth and three pickup, <laughs> what looked like an amazing catch by Devonta Smith. Until he got up and immediately ran to the line of scrimmage, which was a dead giveaway. I ate ribs with that dude. That was a dead giveaway. Okay, so I'll get to the Shanahan audio here in a second. He was asked in the post game, fourth and three. He goes up with one hand, comes down on the sideline near the goal line. And you're, you're, you're citing what I noticed, too. He jumps up, puts his fist together, which I assume is like a hurry-up Let's sign. go, let's run, go, run, let's run, go, run, let's run, go, run. go, go. If the wide receiver is doing that. <laughs> Throw the challenge flag immediately. <laughs> okay, so here, here was Niners coach Kyle Shanahan. He was asked because the next play, Philly runs to the line. They run a standard run to the left. Right through the hole, easy touchdown. Miles Sanders, Eagles up seven, nothing. Bam! What a start for the Eagles. Here was Kyle Shanahan asked about why he didn't challenge. Because the replay we saw didn't definitely show that. They actually we saw one up on the scoreboard. I was going to throw one anyways, just to hope to take the chances. But they showed one up on the scoreboard um, that didn't have all the angles you guys saw, and that looked like a catch. And so we don't want to waste the timeout, which we definitely would have if we didn't see that. But then I heard they got a couple other angles, and you guys end up seeing later. That it was. So I was kind of <laughs> confused by this because I, like you, thought, just throw it. You know what I mean? It's early, but, man, if they don't get that fourth and three, your defense gets off the field, and, man, what a yeah. start to a game on the road. Your defense got a four, a four and out. Really aggressive uh, play call from Sirianni, too. They had a yeah. third down conversion on that drive as well that was an all-out blitz, unblocked Fred Warner. They found A.J. Brown. Like They had a couple of those on that, that was drive. an amazing catch by Brown. An amazing catch, but that one, I mean, the 49ers defense held tough right out of the gate, and that was that was a tough one to go against them. So I'm what I'm confused by is you could say Kyle Shanahan should have seen a player on the other team, the guy who caught the ball frantically running like, hike the ball, hike the ball, as if he's indicating I, I know I didn't catch yeah. it. And I would respond with, isn't there supposed to be a replay official in the booth? Yes, there is. That indicates stoppage of play to review a key play like that. Kyle Shannon, the Niners, he just told you, they didn't have a camera view. Fox didn't give us the view where the ball hits the ground until like five minutes later. I think it was after the touchdown. They went down, they scored the touchdown, I think, and then eventually, yeah, maybe they, even coming back from break is when they back finally showed like, it. Oh, what it, about so. this? I don't know if it should have counted. Like, I they think already that, kicked off. I also think that was, you know, early on in the game. He didn't want to, one, blow a challenge if he wasn't even thinking it was close. Well, the first, he's right. The they first called, three or four they showed looked like a catch from that backwards yeah. angle. It they looked called like it a catch it. on the yeah. field, so you had to see something definitive. He was yet to see anything definitive. He didn't want to burn a timeout and lose a challenge early on before, 
the sit, you know, before he even lost Brock Purdy. So yeah. uh, had that been in the third or fourth quarter, I think he would have taken the chance. The it, the point though is it shouldn't be on, like in the NFL the in these booth? situations yes. it shouldn't be on the it shouldn't be on the head coach because in that moment he's right they showed in the stadium the first couple of angles that you got on TV and if you see those angles you're not going to throw a challenge flag it's easy for us sitting at home to see Devonta Smith with the biggest giveaway of all time sprinting back because that's a fourth down catch if he knows that he caught that. And he, there's no question in his mind. How's he? Do, how's he celebrating that catch? Yeah, he's getting up. He's pointing. He's getting the crowd. Like that's a huge play early in that game. Yeah. And his reaction is to sprint back to the line of scrimmage and go fast, go fast, go fast. Maybe Kyle. I mean, he's on the opposite side of the field. He's not on that sideline. That's not an easy thing for him to see. So sure, could somebody in the booth that buzzed down and been like, "Dude, I don't think he caught that because he's running back to the line of scrimmage." Maybe the point is the NFL has this expedited replay. And they sometimes use it, and they sometimes don't. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a fourth down catch that then leads to a, an opening touchdown. In the end, it didn't matter because there's a butterfly theory. If they don't give him there, does Purdy still get hurt? All that, like, yeah, we, we, we can't. Go right, down it that doesn't avenue, change right? the outcome yeah. of the game, but it's a glaring issue that you allowed that play to stand. Fox didn't show the right replay initially, so nobody got a look at it, whether they were coaches in the booth or whether they were coaches on the sideline looking at the jumbotron. And then ten minutes later, we get it. The NFL needed to step in there, buzz down, just hold the play for th- five seconds. Yep. And if the if the replay official says, okay, it's a good catch, then you back off and you run the next play. But there's no need to have this frantic rush to the next. Hold everything down. Let's make sure we get the call right. And I think that's the point, though, right? It's not to suggest anything is different. Philadelphia was so damn good yesterday. But it's it's the idea that the NFL... I mean, they have so much money. Like, we're not buzzing those plays. We have this in existence, and we're not utilizing it. Yep. I don't know. I, I thought that was a, a big problem. I think it was one of many problems yesterday with officiating. Again, it's not to suggest officiating won a game for anybody. It's just to merely suggest I thought officiating was horrific in both games yesterday. I thought both those crews were an embarrassment. The calls they they called, the plays they didn't let stand, the plays they redid, mm-hmm. the penalties they overlooked. I just I don't know. It was it was way too inconsistent and I thought too timely in some spots. That being said, I mean, dude, Purdy's hurt first drive. <laughs> We're all thinking the same thing. This game yeah. is over. It's over. Like, yeah. you can be the biggest a Niner fan of all time. Your defense was going to break at some point. And they eventually did. They they held down for an, an, a decent amount of time, and then eventually it just wore them down. They didn't have a quarterback. Josh Johnson, I don't care if it's Josh Johnson or Christian McCaffrey, they didn't have a quarterback that was really going to throw the ball and win them the game. Nope. And then their fourth-string quarterback gets hurt. And so you're like, who's fifth string? <laughs> Jawan Johnson reportedly was a four-star coming out of high school. Juszczyk's supposed to be their emergency guy. I, thought that, I, I literally thought that. And I saw him working on um, the helmet, uh, <laughs> the receiver helmet for McCaffrey. Yeah. I thought they were just going to go wildcat at some point. I, I thought so, too. But what they did was they went back to their third-string guy who could not. He he said in the postgame, his elbow to his wrist it felt like when you're when you sleep, he said it felt like I had shocks through my whole arm yeah, from you my just elbow get that to whole my wrist. Tingly thing. And I'm like, that's yeah. the guy that's supposed to throw the ball. You knew, <laughs> as Philadelphia clearly did. Yeah. They weren't throwing that football. They're doing these weird reverse designs for Debo, standard run plays for Christian. And it was it was over. It was like 
as quick as it started, it felt like it was over because Brock Purdy got hurt. The the drives after that touchdown. So Philly started with that eleven play, sixty six yard, whatever it was, touchdown drive that had a controversial call in it. Then you get the part the Purdy injury. What San Francisco's defense did after that? Three and out for six yards, punt. Four and out for eleven yards, give it back, punt. Three and out, minus four yards, punt. And then after the 49ers scored, they had their one drive. Yeah. And then Josh Johnson fumbled the snap on like the 20 or 30 yard line. At the end of the first At half. At the end of the first yeah. half, and he handed them a, a 21 7 game. That to me was the most frustrating part about watching it was you had San Francisco with the number one defense in the NFL all year. Philly is one, maybe the best roster in the NFL uh, all season long. And San Francisco's defense showed up. I thought they were outstanding in that game. They had a ton of pressure on Jalen Hurts. They were making him run around. He was really uncomfortable in the pocket. We saw Philadelphia run the ball down New York's throat for what was their final total? 300 yards, whatever they had in that game, 248. And it was to the point where A.J. Brown got frustrated because they weren't throwing it because they didn't have to. They were running it for like eight yards of carry. They bottled that up and they took it away for the most part until they finally broke in the second half. But when on the other side, your offense is Josh Johnson, Josh Johnson was playing in an NFC title game, and then he also got hurt and couldn't attempt a forward pass. Unbelievable when he slams his head on the ground. <laughs> you're like, oh, God. You're like, like, really? We're getting to this and point? I do need to say something. Like, for Philly, they yeah. might end up going on to win the Super Bowl. They've also had an incredibly fortunate run. I mean, they got Daniel Jones and a pretty fraudulent giant team in the divisional round. And then in the NFC Championship game, they got to play an entire half without a team that couldn't t- attempt a forward pass. So they might end up going to win the Super Bowl. But I'm not quite praising them the way that some people are because, and it's not against them. It's not their fault that Purdy and Johnson got hurt. That's just not a great indicator of are you really that dominant? Are you really this good? Or did you just get the gift of all gifts of the other quarterback getting hurt on the biggest stage? I've seen some slander come towards Kyle uh, Shanahan in the last 24 hours. Oh, or so. it's amazing what I, I saw yesterday. I got. I'm throwing a challenge flag on this. Like dude. Jason Lock and is like, what an embarrassing display by a coach. I'm like, what, what? do you want him to do? <laughs> like I saw people tweeting, just run the Wildcat. Like they just have that up their ass to call out on the sideline. Like they practice the Wildcat every week, just in case they have a quarterback that can't attempt to pass. Maybe there's one Wildcat play. They don't have an entire playbook of wildcat plays this isn't madden you can't just change your playbook at halftime and go run a completely different offense you if you want to slander kyle shanahan for being an oc that turtled with a 28 to 3 lead in the super bowl fine you want to criticize him for having mahomes on the ropes and blowing a super bowl fine playing calling decisions last year in the nfc title game fine criticizing a head coach for not being able to win with a quarterback that can't attempt a forward pass might be the dumbest sports take I've ever seen. So the one criticism I think is very valid, and I think it's fair, and I think this probably happens every game. It just doesn't end with your quarterback (laughs) having nerve damage in his elbow. That can be a six-week injury or a few months' worth of injury recovery. He did have a backup tight end in their first possession, and he was supposed to be that backup tight end. Criticizing the guy who chipped Hassan Reddick on a on a clear play that was a pass play on second and mid. Which, by the way, as a as a sports fan, I'm like, I I just would have thought in that game Shanahan would have been running on second and five and second and six most of the day to either set up a third and short or see if they could pick it up. He does some play action stuff. A tight end supposed to chip off Reddick. He completely whiffs. Reddick gets to Purdy, hits Purdy in the arm. There you go. Bada boom, bada bing. That's that's a valid criticism. It would be funny to take the best teams in the NFL and just play an entire game of Wildcat <laughs> and see who wins and what the final score of that is. Because I'm with you. I saw that criticism like, just go to the Wildcat. And I'm like, 
I mean, I don't, like I don't it's think it's that easy. I'm not a football coach, but it doesn't well, seem the like the Dolphins it's that were easy. the last team to really try to fully Sometimes teams yeah. do this. They'll like the Titans do this with Henry. You Henry have a formation, you have a couple of plays, you run off yeah. of it. They yeah. have that. Right. That exists, but it's like a couple of off chance plays that they yeah. run where Derek Certain situations. Henry. Third and short, third and you want, short yeah. goal line, whatever. You have the jump pass off of it yeah. that they'll do sometimes. Like That's a built-in thing for Tennessee, but they only have a couple of plays off of it. This yeah, notion run a whole that offense. you can just go drop a new formation in the dirt with like Christian McCaffrey playing yeah. quarterback. Like That's not how this works, no. man. This isn't fantasy football. Tom they have Osborne a playbook. line one. How do we run the wishbone <laughs> they triple option? That they've learned since August Like that's been installed, an entire offense. Like I, I, I think they were a little shell-shocked, too, because you go in with a whole game plan with Brock Purdy being your quarterback. What are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? What does he want to do to attack Philadelphia's defense? And then what? On the third play of the game, fourth, whatever it was, he's out and you're like, all right, that whole game plan is now out the window. And again, it was unfortunate because their defense gave them a shot in that first half. They did. I mean, that game was 14 to 7 with a minute and what? 30 to go in the half. Mm -hmm. They picked up a first down uh, on the throw to Debo Samuel. And you're like, this is a 14 7 game. The Niners just, they're driving. He almost busted that run. He almost busted it. They're getting the ball to start the second half. Like there was that brief moment of, oh my God. Is Kyle Shanahan going to find a way to do this? And then Josh Johnson dropped a snap. He got hurt on the first drive of the second half, and the game was officially over. It probably would have been the greatest coaching performance of all time <laughs> if the Niners could even keep up or win that game. Yeah. But, you again, you felt the, the point was Philly's pass rush, man. Philly's pass rush had Dominant a 61.9% success rate yesterday. It's the highest the Eagles ever had in the next-gen stats era, and it's like the third highest ever recorded in a game. Over half, over half. Half of the Niners' snaps, there was pressure. That that Eagles defensive line mm-hmm. and their offensive line, say what you want. And, and I know it's tough to say this post the injuries to Brock Purdy and the Niners not having a real quarterback. I It, it may be skewed to a certain extent. But I, I kind of just, I, I think you could feel the offense and defensive lines for Phillies were just better. The offensive line for Philly, there's no mistake. That well, that that unit to me was was dominant. Even in the first drive, I thought they did a, a pretty nice job. And defensively, like again, if you're trying to chip Hassan Reddick with a backup tight end yeah. who was, by the way, not playing in your last playoff game, you just elevated him to the active squad. That's going to be a, a bit of a problem. But I will defend Philly here and something that you said as we go and we'll keep talking about the Eagles here because I want to give them their their due. They earned those games. They earned the right to get Daniel Jones to come to Oh, they to did their in, house. in the divisional round, yeah. They, it's not their fault that Brock Purdy continued his hot streak and the Niners won and came. Like That's what being the best team in football gets you. Sometimes it gets you an easier path. I still don't like the whole one team gets a bye in the playoff format that they have. I'm anti that. I think it's fair to the two seeds and respectively to Cincinnati or actually it would have been Buffalo and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I feel like we used to have two buys, and now we're only rewarding one team in such a long season. But you give Philly all the credit in the world. They earned the right to have Daniel Jones come to their house, and they earned the right to get to Brock Purdy, and then everything transpires the way it does. The Daniel Jones thing, you're spot on. They earned that because of their great season. And I, I didn't mean that to take away from what they did in the regular season. That's the benefit of a great regular season. Th- this, I mean, this was a, a hugely lucky break. It was a, it was a layup play- NFC championship When was the last happened? time? And there's only one game that I could ever think of in my entire life. Actually, two, because there was a duck game for a bit, and then they ended up bringing in a four-string quarterback. That was a long time ago, though. 
The la- when was the last time you saw an NFL game without a quarterback that could attempt a forward pass? Because there's only one that I can think of, and it's during the COVID season when all of the Broncos quarterbacks got COVID. And they signed uh, uh, Kendall Hilton or whoever yeah, it was had to play quarterback. The wide That's receiver. the only other time I've ever seen that. Yeah. There was an Oregon-Boise State game many years ago where Jeremiah Masoli got knocked out with a concussion. Chris Harper, throwback name for Duck fans, also I, he like had a shoulder injury, couldn't throw the ball, and that ended up being the first game that Darren Thomas ever played in. They were down huge. Mm. Thomas led him on a comeback. He was a redshirt freshman. They were like, whatever, let's see if the kid can do it. And they almost came back and won. But for like three quarters of that game, they couldn't attempt to pass. Like I can't give you credit for that. And they again, they might go on to win the Super Bowl, but you caught the break of all-time breaks of both quarterbacks getting hurt in that game yesterday. Uh, I would I would counter your example, and I would say the year Gary Anderson played Seth Collins at Oregon State <laughs> for an entire year. You didn't have a quarterback, and everybody knew it. Uh, more on the Eagles' dominant run to the Super Bowl. We'll talk about them, and then we'll get to Burrow Mahomes. All of that's next. Dirt and Spring. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I need to find more Jimmy Ward audio. I feel like I failed this year. I didn't know he <laughs> talked like such a cool dude. And I love that he retrospectively says he had a great game because he was on the DB play there that Devontae Smith caught the, well, didn't catch, but caught the fourth and three play. Also went third person on us, too. Well, he's a free agent. So I think that's Jimmy's going to get paid. I think that's why he was like, Jimmy Ward, I'm a good nickel and a good safety. <laughs> but like, I, I want to give a lot of credit, you know, I think you're right. I think it is. A, it, it's impossible not to talk about the fact that we had a game. The final four of the NFL, one of those games had a team who had no quarterback. For an entire second half. George, and, and their answer in the first half was Josh Johnson. Uh, who's been on who's like your every team, team in the NFL twice. Somebody said it was a horrible move to not have another quarterback ready. He's or, like P- Brock Purdy's already their third string guy. Guys, it doesn't they had work to sign like Josh that. Johnson. Yeah. He's their fourth string guy. Most teams don't carry more than two quarterbacks in a game to dress. The 49ers were actually, and we heard this from Mayoko last week, they were one of the anomalies. They decided to keep Brock Purdy on the active roster all year because they 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 saw something in camp. They're like, this kid's got some talent. But most teams only have two quarterbacks that are dressed in a game. Yeah, I mean, if we get to the Super Bowl, Mahomes gets hurt, and Henny comes in and then gets hurt, you guys aren't going to be texting in Monday like, well, they should have been more prepared. That's not how that works, (laughs) guys. That's not what the NFL is. It's not just an infinite supply of quarterbacks that are readily available. Unfortunately for San Francisco, they were reportedly really close to having Jimmy G come back for that game. Yeah. Like, really close, and he unfortunately just didn't pass enough of their tests. How funny would that storyline have been? That been he came in and somehow <laughs> saved him. Like, here we go again with this. But Philly deserves all the credit, too, man. Like, they, they went out there. And Look, just, it's not, yeah, it's not their fault. It, it is, to what you're saying, I kind of disagree a little bit. I, 
I've been awful. I've had a great spring line season. I have been nothing but dog crap in the playoffs. I've had no good read for these playoff games at all. That being said, I, I can't help but love Philly in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm two weeks out. I, I don't know if my mind will change much. Interesting. Uh, I know. I, it's, I'm, it's going against Patrick Mahomes again. I just It just reared its ugly head this weekend. It's doing it again. I think Philly is just so complete. What they have on that offensive front, what they have on the defensive front, mm-hmm. not to mention, like, Jalen Hurts didn't play a good game, but they still have the fear of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard didn't really do all that much. Miles Sander had some touchdowns, but it wasn't like he was breaking away from everybody. I don't think they're going up against a defense that good, uh, as good as San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Well, that's so I, for sure. I think some of that's going to be a little better than what you saw, but damn, man, for them to rebuild it and be that Dominant, that good. Again, some of this is the quarterback stuff, but I just thought they they just had the look of a team that's like, yeah, that that's a championship team right there. Well, and that to me is a tough part out of all this, right? Like what Philly, I think these are two different separate conversations. The Philadelphia Eagles have been one of the best run organizations for the better part of 25 years now in the NFL. Right? Oh, yeah, you couldn't argue that. You think that, back yeah. to the Andy Reid era and all the NFC title yep. games they went to, they you know brought it down a bit. You had the Chip Kelly weird era for like three years and you moved on. You brought in Doug Peterson. You won a Super Bowl. You fired Doug Peterson. And at the time, I thought, what the hell? That guy just won you a Super Bowl three years ago. What are you doing? Uh, and then you hire, you know, Nick Sirianni, who has a horrible press conference, and now you're right back here in the Super Bowl. Like, I, I think it's okay to give Philadelphia the praise. That's an unbelievable team. They've arguably been the best team in the NFL all season. They're the most complete roster in the entire NFL. Like, all of these things are true. It's an incredible run. You were 100% right that they deserved uh, the opportunity to play at Daniel Jones in the division around of the playoffs because they were 14-3 and three on the year. That equaled the number one seed. And we knew all season that the NFC was largely fraudulent. Maybe San Francisco, maybe Dallas. Outside of that, there was no real contender in the NFC. Minnesota was never a contender. The Giants weren't a contender. The Seahawks weren't a contender. No. Like the NFC was fraudulent this year. Was the not NFC very wasn't good. amazing. And yeah. Philadelphia benefited from that greatly in the divisional round. The, the tough part for me, again, that I have with this, it's like it, it, the reason I, I kind of like San Francisco in this game this last weekend was I felt like they were more accurately tested in the divisional round than Philadelphia was. The Giants were not a great football team. And while Dallas certainly has its warts and its flaws, They've been there before. There's a there's a certain level of respect to that defense and what they have up front. The offensive line is solid. Like there was a respect I had for that opponent. While San Francisco didn't play great, I thought they were more tested to get there. For Philadelphia now to go through Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, and Josh Johnson to get to the Super Bowl, and on the other side you had Kansas City face Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, number one overall picks in the NFL draft. That to me, you look at the test of how they had to get there, and that's why I kind of like where Kansas City's at because uh, they've they've just been the more tested team. So it's hard because I want to give Philadelphia the credit for winning the game, but there's a huge what if hanging over it for me that I just I can't get that out of my mind. It wasn't an accurate picture of what San Francisco was, no. and it's a major bummer because you got to the end of the year, and if you blow them out, you blow them out. But to blow them out in a situation where you don't have a quarterback, I've appreciated all the Civil War jokes on the text line, but Oregon State chose not to throw the football in the second no. half. They had a quarterback that could technically throw a football. They just chose not to because they didn't have to, and the run game got working. The 49ers didn't have somebody on the roster that can throw the ball longer than 10 yards with any accuracy. I also feel like you can do that in college and get away with it. You ain't getting away with it in the NFL, man. Like, there's like four players. Well, that equivalent would have been the 49ers in the NFC title game against Green Bay. They didn't. They, they had Jimmy Garoppolo. They just chose not to throw it with him because they were running it for nine yards. A I mean, carry. that's dominance, though, yeah. right? Like that. It's it's yeah. The, the jokes are great. It's not the same. Here was Nick Sirianni, uh, who as you mentioned had a weird press conference. We made fun of him. Everybody made fun of him, 
And it's it's remarkable to go from a new quarterback and a new coach at the same time and get back here just a couple years later. It's a testament to where they once were and where they are now. When you think about the present and only about the present, you don't think about what's going to happen two years down the road. You don't. You, you literally say, and I think that was the biggest lesson of being two and five is, hey, we got a big hole to climb out of. And if I look at this mountain and I say to myself, I got to climb this mountain, um, it's going to be a big chance. It's going to it's going to feel like a too too much of a task. But if I look at that mountain that we that we were in and say, we just got to climb this part today, and we got to climb this part tomorrow, we got to climb this. You don't think about it. you just think about the part you climbed today. I think that's what that teaches you. And so you don't think about what could happen two years down the road. You just put the work in, right? You just put the work in each time, um, over and over and over again. And that's and this and you know what? Sometimes you get the result, and sometimes you don't. And I'm just happy we we got the result of where we are right now because the guys have just, you know, put their head down and worked day by day. And uh, and now we're in this spot, and and we're gonna go and uh, give it our best shot here uh, in a couple weeks. If I'm if I'm Kansas City and we'll go to Burrow and Mahomes and stuff coming up here in hour number two, if I'm Kansas City, I have already made a phone call to the NFL offices and I say, you better call at least two false starts on Lane Johnson, who had a false Every start play. Every single snap. I'm seeing a video right now of like six times Lane Johnson <laughs> is taking a full step back before the ball's hiked yeah. and nothing was ever called. They just allowed it every single time time because he's on a bad groin and he's dealing with Nick Bosa and that's why the other Bosa for the Chargers slammed his helmet down because he thought the same thing was happening to him in Jacksonville it felt like the offense was getting a head start on that false start call I feel like the NFL has been bad at that too yeah it never gets called I you can see it pre but they I mean it's their argument I think is it's the same as the delay a game it's a half a second we'll thing. see the clock yeah. be at zero but a whole second hasn't technically run out sure. yet and so I think that's their argument is that yes it's bang bang but technically it's in the the flow of the ball getting snapped but it sure as hell looks like offsides Tom Fernelli tweeted the weak point of Kyle Shanahan's offense is probably the part where his quarterbacks dive dysentery every week <laughs> Mina Kimes had a good one saying all the jokes that we had about Kyle Shanahan can win with any quarterback. It's like, ah, all those came home to roost this weekend, didn't it? When they got to about the fourth one is when we said, ah. we, now, we now know our limit. We know our limit. Of, I, I think, you know, we can get to more, this game a little bit more later. I'm sure we want to get to the oh, AFC yeah, title I'm game. Sure we'll revisit I think there's something there with Jalen Hurts. I don't know if it was the shoulder injury. I'm sure a lot of it was San Francisco's defense. That is a dominant defense. He he did not look very – he had a couple of runs late in that game that were solid and helped him kind of on the ground a little bit. Yeah. To, to average four yards an attempt – in a game, uh, he, he, to me, looked lost for stretches of that game, and he benefited from, obviously, the fourth down call, the fumble from Josh Johnson, and having a San Francisco defense that eventually just wore yeah. down in the second half because they were on the field the entire game. He was missing throws. He had A.J. Brown deep. Wide open Way deep. overthrow him. Devontae's yeah. fourth There's and three catch-no-catch catch thing. Like, even that was an awful throw. Was a little overthrown, yeah. Um, he had another one later on to Devontae. I'm with you. He, he did not have a strong game. That would be the counter-argument to my point. These other things can look good, but if he's going to play like that, is that going to beat Kansas City? It's the biggest question mark about Philly all year. It has been. Now let's talk about that Kansas City-Cincinnati uh, game. We'll do that next. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague. On the this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 